0: Never figured it out. He had like a, a cup of coffee with us. He was he got a lot of clout. Jamario uh, Moon.
1: Jamario oh, Moon.
0: Highlight reel. Yeah, apparently he was a bar star.
1: Every sports fan has an opinion. Well these are ours. Ours. <laughs> Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Red! Red! And here are your hosts. Brock Fleming. And Pep Cariotti.
2: All right. I think if it looks like it does on my screen, then I think we've actually got a little bit of organization, or at least it looks like it. Your picture we is still thump- the size. The video, I think, plays. up from the guy in the green room.
1: So hey. green room guest is giving right. us a thumbs up. Okay. All right.
2: That's the one thing, and I can't figure it out. I can't. I don't know how I can. We can do all this. But if you're at your apartment, how do I show you something like a clip or so you can see what we're doing without having a 20-second delay? Like I made these, um, whatever, I added these clips of things that I thought you would find very amusing, and I wanted to, to show you and really get your genuine reaction to it, but I can't, and I don't know how to do that. So that's the next step is to figure out how I can share yeah, certain things, but whatever.
1: Step by step, by step baby. That's Ooh, right. Baby, well, now I get
2: damn it! I should have put that song as the ending. I didn't even think about it.
1: <laughs> All the hey, boys fans from this end, okay? Uh, being, uh, I would say, like a C plus technology student, I appreciate everything you you do and that you've done for the show and for me personally. You've outfitted me with everything. A laptop. Uh, the only thing I really provided myself for headphones. Um, so, you know, I appreciate all the effort that you put in B. I know the people, the listeners do too. So, uh, it translates well and we're working our way through this. This is awesome. I think in 62 episodes or equivalent to about a year, you know, we've come a long, long way from me using my telephone and propping it up on a couple of, uh, beer glasses just so it doesn't fall over to what is a pretty neat setup. I got this little microphone arm thing. I don't know if the you guys can see it, but it, it sits it for on my me desk too, yeah. here. It's pretty awesome, man. Like This is pretty cool. So kudos to you. Well, appreciate applause it. Button. It'll, applause it'll button. Applause button. Ooh, hit it. Hit it.
2: All right. It is episode 62. We have a guest who's on the line. You can't tell because of the way I edited this, but <laughs> introduce him, Pep.
1: Well- this guest is, before I uh, you know, uh, write off his credentials here, um, is also a, a good friend, a friend of the family, the Cariadis, and his family go back a long way. And uh, really, really proud to know this guy. Self-made guy. Like, where he is now to where he was earlier, All it's all been his hard work and dedication to his craft. He was the Darcy McGee basketball high school Gigi's Coach for two years, he moved on to coach the Heritage Hurricanes of uh, the Sejep League in the uh, on the Quebec side to two undefeated seasons and a provincial championship. Moving on to Brock University out in uh, Saint Catharines. Bro- Brock University. I'm sure you you probably yeah you're probably thrilled about that. I,
2: yeah, I'm gonna have to throw out a, a request for a hoodie or something.
1: But anyway, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've already put the swag request out and uh, <laughs> current assistant sorry he's an assistant coach with the Brock University men's basketball team that's a big deal uh and again hard work and dedication to his craft and he currently is the assistant coach for your Ottawa Blackjacks professional basketball team big so i want to give it out I want to give it out, and I want to give it up to my man, Brandon Edwards, and I think this is his cue to jump in here. He's uh, in. He's in is the he transition. In? Yes, he's right <laughs> in between <laughs> us now. Are you in? I'm in. All right. Yeah, Brandon was, Edwards, welcome to the show, my man. First and foremost, how are you? How's things going with this COVID <laughs> nonsense? Are you are you doing well? You look like you're home?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm home. Everybody's uh, family's good. I'm good. Everybody's healthy, happy. Um and, you know, COVID, COVID has actually given me the chance to come home and spend a little bit of time with my family, which has been nice. Um, and so, yeah, every, everything is good. That was a really nice intro you gave me. Uh, you're absolutely right. We do go back a ways. Uh, I think, you know, my start in basketball, even in my playing career, started with, uh, with your brother Terry and yourself, Pep, kind of running like March break camps back when I was just a youngster. I think my brothers were in your March break camps, and I was just the youngster that Terry let kind of run around. Uh, and get shots up on the ten foot <laughs> rims. I mean, uh, yeah, spent a lot of time, a lot of time in those Darcy gyms. I miss the old Darcy gym. Uh, we we
1: miss it too, and I, I, we miss you. I know the, uh, I mean, the school things move on still, but uh, the what you created there, you know, the, the the level of excellence. You know, you set the standard for a couple of years, and you brought that on to to Darcy McGee. So, uh, congratulations. We're all happy for you here in the Utaway to to see what you're doing, and uh, I. I'm super excited about the Ottawa blackjacks. Uh, this is a team that I applied for to be a volunteer. That's how excited I was. Uh, I basically threw my name in a hat and said, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. Um, uh, distribute tickets, uh, chauffeur, the referees from the hotel to the games, uh, social media, whatever. I, you know, I gave them my list of what I thought were my strengths. And, uh, You know, they gave me a call and we chatted, but unfortunately, that's just not going to happen because of uh, the the way the league is going to happen this year, the way they're where they're going to have their games. So but I want to if you can explain to our listeners and to Brock, um, the C.E.B.L., Canadian Basketball League, uh, who's in it, who runs it, what's it all about?
0: Yeah. uh Yeah. so the CEBL, uh, we're really excited about it, obviously. Um, it's in its second year now. Uh, it's existed since the 1920 season. Uh, last year, it consisted of six teams. It's now up to seven. So Ottawa is the newest franchise. Um, and basically, it's, it's entirely Canadian-based. Uh, we have teams now in, uh, in Ottawa, in Guelph, uh, uh, Niagara, Fraser Valley, so out west, uh, Hamilton, uh, and uh, in Edmonton. And so it's the seven teams. Um, and, you know, given, given COVID, I mean, normally what we would be doing is it's a, it's a summer uh, uh, league. So it, it would run typically from May through August, which is great because it allows a lot of the, uh, the guys that are playing overseas in Europe to be able to still play out those contracts and then be able to come back because there's no conflict in schedule. So you're getting really high-end players that are they're having really successful careers overseas that are able to come back and play but given covid you know this year has been a little bit unique uh in the sense that they weren't able obviously to get it off the ground in may for the second season so what they've uh what they've done is because everybody you know with covid everybody's like starving for for for, for sports right for basketball and uh when it comes to the these these players they're no different they they want to they want to take part in the league they want to be a part of the cbl because it's being it's being run really really well the quality of competition is great and so what they're doing is they're going to do a single site uh competition so all seven franchises are going to be meeting up uh, in St. Catharines, Ontario. Starting uh, well, most teams are already there. Ottawa, we're still here for training camp, but we're heading out on Thursday, and this, the the summer series kicks off this Saturday. Um, and so every team is going to play a round robin. Uh, so I guess that'll be six games. Following that, the top six teams are moving on to the elimination round, uh, and the seventh place team, so the team that finishes in last, is eliminated based on that you're going to get the first and second seeds that uh get a buy and then the other four teams play it out and uh yeah we're really excited about it you know so given the circumstances of not being able to have a full season they've done a great job of, of sort of developing what they're calling the cebl summer series to be able to give the fans some really high uh, high quality competition um, uh, I, lo- and, I love it yeah do you know are
1: they going to be televised is rogers going to yeah, take
0: that yeah. Yeah, so so the great thing about the CBL is they they've signed uh they've signed a deal with CBC Sports and so uh, oh awesome yeah so CBC is televising uh, the game so for us for example so for 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 the Blackjacks our first ever game right is going to be this Saturday Uh, we we tip off against Guelph at three fifty p.m. and that's going to end up being um, nationally televised so not oh man yeah it's nationally televised on CBC at three fifty. Uh, and the summer series starts this Saturday. It rolls all the way through till August the 9th, and the uh, the playoffs and the, and the national championship. It's all going to be nationally televised. So if you just go to the CBL website, uh, you'll be able to get the the listing for for the uh, for the games. All the other games that aren't nationally televised are available on the CBC Gem uh, app, which is free. So you just need to sign up with your email. I am, I am
1: absolutely thrilled to know this. I did not know this. This is new information for me. I am. T- absolutely gonna pick up uh, a Dairy Queen Blizzard and grab a seat on my couch and watch that game Uh, I'm so excited the reason why I'm excited uh, is the level of talent that Ottawa has brought in in their inaugural season is remarkable and if you anybody in the basketball community in the Ottawa region you certainly know how well Carlton has done in the last 20 years I've lost I've actually lost track of how many titles they've they've won in the last twenty years, I have to I have to Wikipedia it. That's how that's how many titles they've won. You know, they've you guys have the the Scrub Brothers coming in from Europe. You have Johnny Baham Escal, who I believe, if I, if my we'd have to fact check this with uh, Curtis Fleming, but I believe is the all time leading scorer at Ottawa U.
0: If if not, top three. Oh yeah, he's he's got to be up to Johnny B, he, he he puts the ball through the bucket johnny buckets yeah
1: um you and i had a brief conversation on the courts at lansdowne about a fellow that you guys brought in who is uh a national team but he's been playing three on three nationwide R- remind me of his name
0: yeah uh, he's our big man so kyle landry uh is one of the guys that we, we've signed uh six foot eight out of calgary uh, had a really successful playing career you know he's he's he, he was playing, you know, full five-on-five basketball, but over the course of the last few years, he was doing a lot of the, the international three-on-three FIBA stuff, and he represented Canada, and uh, he's, a, he's a great addition to the team. And really, that roster just goes on and on, right? Olivier Hanlon is... is a, Olivier is a, Hanlon from, yeah.
1: Brocks, from Brockstown
0: of Elmer, Quebec. Correct. Yeah. Drafted <laughs> by the
1: Utah Jazz?
0: Yes. Yeah, back in 2015, he was a second-round pick, Um played for the Jazz in the uh, Summer League. Um, and then he, I think, is right. He, he, he did a stint with the San Antonio Spurs in the G League, had, had a, a really good run. And then he's been playing overseas ever since. So, you know, he has national team experience, uh, had a stellar career at Boston College, setting all kinds of records, right, as the ACC uh, all-time, uh, as a freshman, I think he put up 41 in the ACC tournament, in his first ever ACC tournament game. Um, Where did he a- play? Uh, Boston College, Boston College. Well, ACC is a strong division. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, basketball. You know, definitely. And uh, to do that against that kind of competition is pretty impressive. So he's another guy. Anybody else we can? uh, Anybody else on the roster that's uh, that you want to mention? How how many guys deep do you guys go? Fifteen.
0: Uh, no, so because of given the, the, the COVID situation and travel parties and, and, and restrictions of that nature, we're we're going to be traveling with eleven. So the roster sits at eleven. So uh, yeah, I mean, so I think we have mentioned them: Johnny Olivier, obviously uh, Phil and Tommy, uh, Kyle. But then there's Jean-Pierre Charles, who also played at Carlton and Ottawa U. So another local guy. And then uh, um, Eric Kibby, who's also another local guy. I think he's living. In- Eric Kibby. Yeah, yeah, he, so he's oh on.
1: my man, he's <laughs> he's on the roster. Yes, he is. Yeah, that guy is so athletic for his size. Brock, you might know Eric Kibbe. I was gonna
2: say he the may, name sounds really familiar. He, he may played, have played some football.
0: He played. Uh, he also back when um back when we had a franchise. It's a while ago now, but when when the other Ottawa franchise that was here years ago that played in the NBL, I think Eric Kibbe was on that inaugural roster as well. And ever since then, he's still been been a pro overseas in different leagues. So, so we're really happy to have Eric, because again, another local guy. And then uh, we've had three Carlton, so two Carlton graduates from last season that were national champions in Yasin Joseph, um, and uh, and Munis Tutu. Uh, so they they've made our roster as well as uh, TJ Lal, who is going back for his fifth year next year. So he's our U Sports player which is great and uh, that's one of the beauties of the CEBL sort of uh, si- uh not system but sort of the yeah the system they have in place is is that every team is allowed to have a U Sports roster guy who's can play with that pro team in the summer and then he can go back to U Sports wow. uh, without losing eligibility because he doesn't forfeit his amateur status by doing so it's an agreement between Canada Basketball uh U Sports and the CEBL which is absolutely fantastic um, and then the, the other player that we have on our roster who, you know, uh, I would say is the guy who's probably kind of come the farthest is uh, Shaq Keith. So Shaquille Keith comes to us, really dynamic player. Uh, he won uh CEBL championship last year uh, in the uh, league's inaugural season with the Saskatchewan uh, Rattlers, who I think I may have forgotten to name when I was talking about the seven teams. Uh, kind of hard to forget the champs, but yeah, they, they won it last year. And so Shaq Keith joins us from, from Saskatchewan.
1: That is a who's who, guys. Uh, what All those guys, I mean, other than Shaq Keith, who I've never heard of but I can't wait to see him play, um, those are all guys I recognize from the city. And what a great, uh, just, I mean, just, it's just so good for Ottawa basketball uh, as a whole. The success okay. of the Raptors, uh, I, we had statistics last year. We Brock and I brought up some statistics on on how basketball has grown in the region, not just Ottawa but the Utaway region. Uh, 20 to 25% registration uh, gone up since the Raptors' success. Obviously, the success of Carlton has helped all the local camps that the players do, that the coaches give off. Um, And to have this pro team, which is likely going to be a very affordable ticket in a really, really nice venue. I I watched the U Sports finals here this year. Again, Carlton beating out Dal in the finals. And and the setting, the ambiance, the size of the arena, it's perfect. It's perfect for professional basketball. It really is. So I am so amped up. I'm disappointed that we won't be able to see it live, but highly recommend people are watch it. Watch it on television. Brock, are you gonna watch? Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. Uh, I am around this weekend. Uh, obviously, there's a big birthday bash, right? The little bro turns 40, so there's gonna be some extracurriculars. But if we can get a TV on at the same time, hey, we're gonna do it. I think. Well, that's Friday. That's Friday. But then there's also Saturday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's usually follows Friday, yeah, but yeah, yeah,
2: usually. Yeah, yeah, God willing. Yes. It will follow Saturday, but that could be by the time this thing's over, it could be a Saturday anyway. Yes. Any sports I'm going to watch. If it's local sports, especially a new product as the black Jacks are going to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I want to see. And, and again, some of the, a lot of those names are familiar to me. Um, I guess being in the same sort of, well, actually I'm a little older, but, uh, you know, the, the sports family and the sports in Ottawa is generally a small community when you start getting to, like, the upper echelons, So a lot of these guys, dep- it's, it's not a football one, but just if they're a decent basketball player or decent at sports, everybody kind of seems to know each other. So I'm really intrigued to see who is out there, who do I recognize. I'm better with faces than I am with names, so that'll be fun. Um, I just hope that this COVID situation doesn't have any long-term effects on a team like the Blackjacks, because the fact that I'm sure there's a lot, uh, a lot more money obviously put out up front in order to get this thing rolling with the anticipation of recouping this during the season and it really, you know, hyping it up and getting fans out. Now with the COVID and not having, is it called the COVID? I feel like it was how we used to call it the Facebook back in the day. Anyway, with COVID, it's, I just hope it doesn't, have any long-term effects on the organization
0: yeah it's it's interesting because um you know what's great about the CEBL as it's set up is that there there is obviously you know those who created the league um it's it's a single my understanding is that all all of the teams at this point are, are are owned um by a really strong ownership group and you know The fact that the players and the league and everybody was so adamant to get this, you know, we'll call it the it's the summer series, but this COVID season, you know, played was that we we believe very strongly that once people see the product that's on the floor again and how even from last year to this year, the league has grown. Right. The quality, the quality of the players that franchises have been able to bring in, we believe very strongly that even if, you know, it's it's unfortunate that that the arena is going to be empty and there won't be any fans. But if people tune in, they watch the games and they see the quality of the basketball, you know, the league, everybody is really excited about being able to draw in a new audience and to grow the game. Um, You know, it's really cool because I I didn't know this until recently, um, but the CEBL on the rosters, 80 percent of all of the basketball players that are playing in this league are Canadian. So there are, there are, you know, there are Americans on rosters, but 80% of it are Canadians, which is really, you know, amazing. Because if you think about it, I, I got to assume even looking at the CFL, this is probably the most Canadian league that has the most Canadians in the world, right? Like, like 80% is a ton. Yeah, yeah 80% it's
2: is wild. I'd be surprised if CIS was even 80%. Well, and, hey, yeah. look.
1: I mean, eleven guys on a roster. You know, that's uh, eight point five guys are are, are going to be Canadian. So that, and you got the use one U Sports, uh, uh, sort of the wild card player. That's uh, yeah. that is a hyper. That's and that's exciting. That's exciting for Canadian basketball. If you're a young guy in in Canada and uh, you you strive to play pro, and the NBA is just not something that's going to be achievable. Well, you've got a potential pro league within your own country. To maybe be a stepping stone to the NBA, or not, or maybe the maybe the CEBL becomes its own entity like the CFL did. You know, the CFL, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want I don't want to change channels, but Brock can attest to uh-huh. this. The CFL has some some of its own unique talent where guys in the NFL couldn't come and play in the CFL and be successful. You know, I look at the quarterback position. People people talk about the quarterback position in the NFL. Try coming to the CFL and and having six receivers run different patterns and you got to get the ball off in, in two seconds. Like, I mean, and, and their D line has a yard to run to rush and g- come get you. I mean, it's a different game. And and I, going back to CEBL, I, this is my next question for you. Are there any rules in this league that differ from the NBA or the college game or uh, even other pro leagues? Like, are is there anything unique in the CEBL in terms of the rules that we should know about?
0: Uh, yeah. So, this season they're implementing new rules. So, so right off the top, uh, we're we're full FIBA. Uh, so okay. we're playing f- okay. FI- FIBA rules. Uh, so if you guys have ever watched any any of the Olympics or anything like that, or you played FIBA or coached FIBA, uh, it's going to be four ten minute quarters, so forty minute game. Um, and uh, and you know players can't call timeouts on the floor, right? It has to be called uh, from the sideline. So Little things like that. Um, but Chris the, Weber the new would really
2: like that one then.
0: <laughs> I bet he would. No, they
1: were just they were just out of timeouts. But anyway, I, we digress. <laughs> the
0: uh, the uh, the the one rule that's being put in this this summer, and and I'm excited to see sort of how this plays out for for the viewer. Um, not so much for us because it doesn't change much, but for the viewer is uh, just like the NBA at the All-Star Game this year. I don't know if you guys caught the fourth quarter of the NBA All-Star Game where what they did is they put the score sort of back to zero and it was the first to a certain score. The clock stops. So what they're doing this year in the CEBL Summer Series is in the fourth quarter at the four-minute mark, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to stop the clock. And whoever is leading at that point, they're going to add nine to that score in order to win. And so if, if uh, let's say, we're, we're winning 90 to 81 – the winning team at the time that the, the clock stops would be at 90. You just add nine to that. So 99 is the target score that they're trying to get to, to end the game. So
2: no matter and which so whoever, team gets to 99 first wins the game. That's, Isn't that, is so that sh- called the Elam? Is that Elam?
0: That's the one. Yeah. yeah. The, the Elam, Elam and,
2: rule or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And so,
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. Like we'll see how it, you know, we're going to see, I think we saw it in the, I don't know if you guys were catching the, uh, the, uh, the TBT tournament. That was going on over the last couple of weeks. They brought that back. It's like the million-dollar tournament. Yes. Um, I didn't know what that was, but yeah. Yeah, the Elam ending made it pretty exciting, right? So so you take out the element of basically if a team is down, they're going to start fouling to end the game, or if you're winning, like drawing out your possessions. So it'll keep the game moving. Uh, It gives an incentive for the winning team to just play basketball and score. It gives – you know, for the losing team, they're not going to come down and just jack up shots because they're not worried about the clock anymore. They're just trying to have good possession. So the quality of the game in that last four minutes should, in theory, be really good. Uh, shot clock is still going, so it's still a 24-second shot clock. It's just the game clock uh, that that's that, that uh, no longer um, no longer is like sort of implemented. So,
1: what, was it on our uh, was it on our UC page, Brock? That we did. I don't know if we did a poll necessarily, but somebody brought it up. This question was brought up. But do you? Or somebody brought up the rule change as, a, as something that the NBA is going to look at and they're going to try it out in the in the G League. Um, and then people people chimed in with their opinion. And I think other than myself and I, I could easily be swayed other than myself, I think everybody was like, yeah, because, you know, if a team is up by 11 or 12, uh, it's it's foul city. Right. Or it's hackashack, or it's whatever. It's it's some other obscure uh, method of, of trying to slow the game down. Uh, a lot like the NFL, I think the NFL has issues with their under two minutes. If you don't have all your timeouts, you're pretty much done. So I, I, I like I like this. I think Brock, you you really like it.
2: Yeah, and it, I mean that stems the end of an NBA game is the same for me like the end of an NFL game where there it 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 often lacks entertainment value. And I think that even from an NFL standpoint, if it was, you know what, halfway through the, uh, the fourth quarter, it's, I don't know, a touchdown or even if it's three points or whatever it is uh, to the final score and say, you know what, if you guys can hold them for the next three possessions and score and catch up, you can do that. But it, it just it, it adds something to the ending of a, of a game where the NBA is all foul and foul shooting and kind of drawn out. And the NFL is kneeling, kneeling, and walking off the field with up to forty seconds or whatever it is left on the clock, and that it's absurd to me um, the way you know the NFL works. So the NBA kind of had the same feeling, but I mean, even from a CFL standpoint, you have to snap one more time at zero to get off the, the field, kind of thing. So stuff like that, I find that there's a there's a real opportunity for these sporting uh, events to, to maximize the entertainment value, and that comes at the ending of the game. This is what you're leaving people with their final thought, their final uh, uh, feelings of that game. Is you know what's the last little bit like? And I think this is going to add to that entertainment value.
1: Yeah, I'm a big, big, big fan, and I, I, want, I can't reiterate, I can't say this enough that how excited I am to see the Ottawa Blackjacks play because of the talent. These guys are. These guys are pros, guys. If our, to our listeners, these guys are pros. <laughs> these guys are very, yeah. very, very good players. I mean, the Scrub Brothers. I, I, I harp on them because I've seen them a lot. But those, these guys should could have been should have been in the NBA potentially. We got pro basketball in the in the city of Ottawa. And if I if we look back to the Ottawa Skyhawks, and I knew the owner. I think we all knew the owner, Tarek uh, Tarek is brother, Gus Teccali. Good family, great intentions. It didn't work out because, in my opinion, the location wasn't great. Um, the season was the dead of winter playing in that big dome. Um, you know, the league itself had some talent, but I think the, the, the even watching the rival teams, there just wasn't the uh, – I didn't know of any rivalries within the league. I, nothing really transpired in terms of, oh, the Skyhawks are playing, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the Winnipeg uh, Jets. Uh, there w- I didn't know who they were playing. There was no brand uh, marketing. I think the yeah. Blackjacks have done a great job of going local and building excitement in the city. So I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about the rule change. Brock's pumped about the rule change, and uh, I'm excited. But
0: uh, uh, we we appreciate that, guys. Like we really do, right? Because I mean, it's like you're just saying, you, even the fact that you know you said yourself, you're so excited, you wanted to volunteer. I think that's one of the nice things about Ottawa that a lot of people know. I think maybe a couple years back, even maybe when the Skyhawks had come in people don't realize how much Ottawa is a basketball city. Yeah. That, you know, because, you know, Ottawa and Carleton, they're both, they've had a ton of success at that level. But even if you just look at who we've produced, I mean, we're playing Guelph on Saturday. And the the amount of talent that's come out of the capital, the nation's capital or the, whatever you want to call it, the capital region you know, on both sides of the river. Like we're playing Guelph. They have Corey Johnson. So Corey Johnson's on the Guelph Ross. He played at Harvard for four years. He's a pro overseas, averaging double figures, right? He's been he's been in those national teams, senior men's national team camps. The Scrub brothers have been there. Olivier Hanlon's been there. Kyle Landry's been like so all of these guys have represented the country at the absolute highest level. We're talking about extreme, like you said, they're there's a lot of talent coming out of this area and 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 Ottawa has absolutely become a basketball city and Canada's become a basketball country. Right? Like that's that, that's just a fact I guess at this point. The Demario Raptors. Moon's little brother? Yeah, yeah. That's my understanding. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. I just my understanding is yeah, last year Xavier Xavier Moon um, he won the MVP of the CBL. His brother is in this league as well. So there are there are Americans right in this league, and there's high quality Americans that have, have come up because they see the quality of the league. They see that it's a viable option for them to earn a living. Um, and yeah, just the, it really, it's just that it's the quality. It's the quality of the league. I was intrigued by it last year. So you know, when I took the the, the job at Brock University, uh, and I knew a few guys that were playing in the CBL, and I knew how good they were. Um th- this league is it, you know it, it's just that I mean it, it, it's a Canadian it's, it's sort of like made by Canadians for Canadians and it, it, we're excited about it like we're we're definitely excited about it you know I, myself I think
1: both, the style. both Brock and I want to know if there's any chance we can get the uni- uh unsportsmanlike Convo logo on the center court out in St. Catherine <laughs> for the for the whole series yeah. any chance we can
2: I don't know where you're, you're going any, with that you I thought we were connect- talking Brock hoodies or something like that. Now it's the logo. So, All right,
0: I'll put, I'll put a call. I'll put a call into the league and see what they can whip up in the next three or four days to see if they can get the logo down. That would be sweet.
2: We'll paint yeah. it. We'll go. And we'll paint it we'll on go. center court. we will do right, it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see you guys with your painter masks on. You guys would be yeah. You guys would be great. You'd be good.
1: That's actually gonna be
0: interesting. That's who's your be head
1: coach, the- Brandon?
0: Uh, Osvaldo Genti.
1: He's the head coach, right? Another uh, local guy. Five five championships at Carleton.
0: Yep, yeah, a Carleton legend, local guy. Uh, played at Samuel Genet over in Ottawa at the high school level. Uh, so he's our head coach. Uh, Jamie Campbell is an assistant coach on the staff, so he's he's at Carleton um, as well as uh, and that's Rupert. Yep. Uh, so that's the, the who's who of Ottawa basketball in a nutshell, right there? Yeah, and then of course Dave Dave, Dave Smarts, the uh, the GM. Yeah, so tons of – it's definitely an, a local team from, from the – sort of from the top down, if you will. Now, boys, the NBA is right around the corner. And we
1: don't want to – we wouldn't, don't want to let you go without talking a little pro hoops before we uh, we send you on your way to do your studying and set up the playbook for the next practice. But uh, okay. uh, the NBA is so. on its way. Um, I believe they're going to start playing their games in – at August 1st?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah.
1: Based on reports coming out of Orlando, which is where this, uh, their bubble city is mm-hmm. every player there, w- there hasn't been one NBA player test positive in the last, uh, the last week. So it's working. Uh, everybody apparently is abiding by the rules. Um, some guys are saying it's, it's as safe as it's going to be. And we, they, w- they don't even know why they have to wear a mask. If they're literally confined to a, a certain area, and nobody has tested positive, but, um, a, how do you feel the fact they're going to resume a season? And I'll ask this question to both of you guys. They're going to resume a season, what's going to end up being three and a half months after their last game has been played. I mean, in theory, this would be their off season right now, and they'd be preparing for next season as we speak. They're literally going to play a shortened finale to this 2020 mess. Uh and then what? Is there another going to be another off season or are they just going to go right into the the 2020, 2021 season? After the playoffs, like I my point is the energy's kind of gone from from the 2020 season. Are they going to be able to reestablish that? Are they going to draw us as viewers back? Brock, I'll ask you this that question first.
2: Look, I don't even remember the 2020 season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it never really got to a point. So for me, because there's so much sports, um, at least at the time, there was still, you know, hockey and and CFL and whatever, things are going on that uh, from an NBA standpoint, I hadn't really ramped up into, like, the real importance part. So that that last drive to the playoffs and then the playoffs, and that's the stuff where you kind of start following. The Raptors, obviously, I was following, and, you know, they were doing quite well. I was watching, you know, follow the Lakers a bit because of Pep and LeBron. Um, And just to see, you know, where where teams are. But I wasn't really – you know, I wasn't glued to the TV set. So for me, the twenty twenty season is is done. It, it's it's over. This one is almost like it's it's a whole new season. It's just it, it feels like a, it's just a tournament to fill in and and to try and um, I guess save. I don't know if it's the 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 audience but it's it's we need something like as a society we're we're craving and we need to have it and all the sports leagues are like you know what we need to capitalize on this cuz everybody needs something so it's an opportunity um even though there's no fans it's just getting people back to some sense of of normalcy and i think this tournament and the same with the way the NHL is going to be working um you know that's it's not really meant to be a continuation of the 2020 from a, a fan standpoint. At least in my books, it's not.
1: I mean, really, they're only using the statistics of the teams to, to jockey the teams that are actually involved. But it's it's literally going to be almost starting from scratch. You know, new training camps. I mean, Brandon, I don't know if you've seen, but guys have lost a ton of weight. I mean, Mark Gasol doesn't look like he's like ha- literally half the man. <laughs> you know, some of these guys, some of these guys are coming back like fresh, fresh men.
0: And, no, I I wish yeah. that were the case here. Like, I call COVID-19 the pounds that I've gained, right? Oh, I didn't yeah. catch COVID-19, <laughs> but I caught 19 pounds. So it's <laughs> it's funny because I look at uh, – you're, you're absolutely right. It is, like, restarting the season, uh, which I think is actually kind of exciting, though, because I think, like, you know, I, I follow – obviously, I follow the NBA really, really closely, so there's some intriguing kind of storylines from, you know, March of, like, who was jostling for position. I, I think it's absolutely great that they're back because – it's mostly important, honestly, for the historical, like the record books. You got you got a guy like LeBron who's an all-time great, you know, in first place and, and chasing another championship. And, you know, as much as whether you love LeBron or you don't love LeBron, whatever the case may be, it doesn't change the fact that we're not going to see him for too much longer. I mean, we're talking about a, a 36-year-old man that's still at the absolute top of his game. And, you know, I, I, I just, I'm rooting for him. Not, not necessarily to win the championship, but, like, just to etch his, his mark in history and to have a chance to do it. Is great Um, also (laughs) if they don't have if they don't continue the season I heard rumblings of if it weren't to continue they would have lost something around two billion dollars right from the TV deal so they have to finish their season like that I think that's also a driving force behind it Mm. Um, but to your point Pep about you know what do they do after this where does it go when this season ends in October they still have to have a draft in October right which has now been pushed back um, and then the talks are the season would then start up again on December 1st, or sorry, on uh, January 1st, or maybe even Christmas Day, it would be the start of the season, which is actually kind of cool because for a lot of casual fans, that's kind of when maybe they tune into basketball for the first time in the NBA anyway, is maybe on Christmas Day. So, so it's interesting because I don't think it'll have that big of an impact into next year. Obviously, it'll be a condensed season. What will be interesting is, if they decide they want to stick to an 82 game season is, 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 you know, December through October now going to be the norm, uh, moving forward, which, you know, there's rumblings that maybe that's the case in the NBA, the NHL it for, you know, now they don't have to compete with the NFL as much. It gives them a chance, you know, so, so it's interesting, right? There's, there's a lot of angles for the league, I think, to be able to go, uh, from here. That being said, uh, I'm definitely rooting for the Raptors. I think they have a chance to make the finals now that it's 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 restarting. Like you said, Basal's looking lean, and I'm not sold on the Bucks. I was telling you we were talking about it before we went on air. Uh, I think I think the Bucks are beatable. I really do. I think the Bucs and the Celtics, but the Bucks especially because all it takes is one bad game from Giannis and one bad game from Middleton for them to be completely out of a series. We saw it last year, right? They were up two zip on the Raps. And it's like Giannis. Giannis, don't get me wrong. He's MVP all world. But if I were to ask you, what does he do great? Like, what's his go-to move? Can that guy get a bucket for you, like Kawhi could for the Raptors last year when when the chips were down? He's no. not that kind of a guy. And the problem is they don't have that guy. They're just a bunch of shooters. And if they're off, it kind of it kind of you know they're beat. I'm not saying listen. If I was coaching against them and or if I had Giannis, I'd be happy as hell. <laughs> but. and and coaching against them would be an absolute nightmare. But that being said, I think they're, they're beatable. I think the team to beat right now, if I'm being honest, I think the Clippers are in a, in a really, really good situation. They're deep. They're long, they're athletic. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be a problem. Oh, I think I just want to go
1: back to the, uh, the the gap between the last game and and the start of the, uh, the restart of the season, it's going to benefit guys like Lowry and Leonard and LeBron Guys who have miles on their on their feet, they've never had. I mean, they've had to play the rigors of an 82 game season and then start the playoffs immediately. Now they have a, a. They've had a chance for three months of rest. So we're going to see fresh, fresh bodies. They're going to be able to go all out, one hundred percent, which is going to, as far as I'm concerned, uh, improve the product of the game on TV for the casual fan. We're going to see a little bit more athleticism. Guys are fresh. Uh, this could really benefit the league. So I'm, tr- I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate because I'm yeah. not super thrilled about the fact that we're restarting three months later. But um, the, the one positive is we're going to see some fresh legs.
2: It changes it from a marathon to a sprint. And if yes. you're turning into the Olympics, what are you watching? The 100-yard dash, 100-meter dash, whatever. You're not watching the 4,000-meter, whatever. This is where the excitement, everything happens. Yep. And every, every mistake, every clutch shot is emphasized. You know, it's very much you know, feel kinda of like the tournament where it's, you know, even though it's not a one game thing, but in short right. series and, and stuff that's a quick turnaround, those sprint type endings to games is exactly what you want to see. And it just that's more exciting.
1: And I'll, yeah. I'll give you a, sorry, Brandon, I'll just gonna I'll give you my take on the Milwaukee Bucks really quick. Uh I, I'm with you a thousand percent. I just think that they're not they're not as dynamic as they appear. You know, they got big guys that can shoot threes, but if they're off, they're off. Like Brooke Lopez, I mean, you really, is that who you're relying on at center? Is Brooke there not his a, brother.
2: yeah, the, the two Monstars, Brooke, yeah, and what's the other guy's name?
1: Robin, and they picked <laughs> him up mid <sighs> season, so now they play together. Uh, Eric yeah. Bledsoe, I've never been a fan of Eric Bledsoe's game. The one guy I do like is George Hill. I think the X factor for them, much like the Raptors, is they're really well coached. Um. Coach Buds is just like, uh, you know, I, I he's probably one of the top five coaches in the NBA. Uh, two teams in the East that I would not want to play. No, not Philly. No, not Boston, although Boston's well coached as well. I, I don't want anything to do with Miami, and I don't want anything to do with the Pacers. The Pacers are are number one in the league in t- overall defense. Can they put up points? That's where they struggle. But in the, in the playoffs, everything sort of gets, you know, possession by possession, and, the, and they slow the clock down. They could make some noise in this type of tournament, and if Oladipo is healthy and playing, I mean, they're they're a, they're a deep, fun team to watch. And Nate McMillan is again one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA.
0: Absolutely, no no question about it. And I'm with you. I I absolutely drink the Miami Kool Aid myself. I'm a huge Eric Spolster fan, and I'm also just a huge Jimmy Butler fan. You know, again, some people love and hate him because of his personality. I think the guy just wants to play hard, and Miami was was a perfect fit with Pat Riley and. Watch that group play. Watch that yeah. team. They defend every single night. They yeah. play really, really hard, and you can see Jimmy Butler loves it. Right? That's it's 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 more akin to kind of his personality. The thing though about what you just brought up about the Pacers and Miami, what I think is really fascinating with the format of the, of the bubble, no one has home court advantage except for the Magic. But even they, it's not they're not playing on their home floor. Yeah. So so with no crowd. Everybody on a neutral court, we all know that the NBA, home court means more in the NBA than in any other sport. For whatever reason, I don't know what that is, but if you look at the numbers, the home team absolutely dominates. More than baseball, it's pretty neutral, to be honest. For whatever reason, that's just what the stats show. But basketball is so home court dominant, and and, and jostling for that home court for as long as you can is so critical that I think you might see an in Indiana Pacers or a Miami Heat be able to just beat one of these top-end teams because there's no home-court advantage and they're just playing tougher. And like you said before, uh, they're really well-coached.
1: You make a great point. If you look at the NBA in the last couple of years, the top four or five teams are usually somewhere around 30 to 35 wins at home, usually. Um, You look at the NHL, the top two or three teams, they're not winning 40 games on home ice. In fact, their records are... I mean, they're not that much higher than 500 most of these teams in the NHL. So you're, you're absolutely right in terms of the home court advantage. And if that beat that, if that is neutralized, it's anyone's game. Uh, I yeah. think we all agree, guys, that we're all rooting for the Raptors, who I consider to be the deepest team in the NBA. <laughs> Next to the Los Angeles Lakers, the Raptors have the deepest team. Uh, the problem with the Lakers, I think, is that they're a little older. They've gone yeah. ahead and just they have they have fully committed to lebron james by shipping out all the youth and bringing in guys like Dion waiters like markeith morris like jr smith so they're just they're all in this year and next year with lebron's guys when lebron leaves it's going to be ugly in la again like it's going to be ugly for a year and anthony davis a great player but he's not going to be able to do it alone so i hope they have a contingency plan because when lebron just they have zero youth. Kyle Kuzma is not the player they thought he was going to be. In fact, they probably dealt the wrong guy to the Pelicans. I would have thrown in Kuzma and kept Ingram in hindsight, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So Brock, who do you like from the West? Who do you like from the east?
2: I'm gonna go Raps and Lakers. That's what I'm going for, so that's all I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah. Brandon. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm hoping for okay. I'm hoping for the Raps, uh, but I, but I do think it'll end up being uh, Celtics Clippers. That's what I'm I'm predicting.
1: Interesting so. Doc Rivers connection. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a good story. The Raps are Raps are too deep. Raps are so deep. They're gonna, and Gasol healthy. They're going to be a, a tough out. Um, man, I I feel like we could talk hoops and everything <laughs> for another hour, but uh, we do have to. Uh, we do have to move on, Brock. You got any parting words for uh, for my man Brandon? Hey, we really appreciate you
2: taking the time to uh, to chat us up and, and really fill us in on what's going on. I'm personally, I'm excited for the for the season to start. I'm excited for things to get back to normal, where I could take my kids to watch this these type of games uh, in the city and really uh, expose them to basketball. Um, you know, getting to a Raptors game is not something that's easily done. So having something of high quality. Uh, with the talent that we have in the area uh, that's family friendly, I, I'm super pumped to be able to get out there and watch it. But I appreciate your time getting on here. It's awesome.
0: Oh, fellas, I appreciate you guys having me on. You, as I said, I'm a, I'm a subscriber. I listen to the podcast all the time. It's great content. You guys are fantastic. And uh, I appreciate you guys awesome. having me on. And uh, yeah, If you guys are free on Saturday on CBC, nationally televised, we're, uh, our first game is against the Guelph Nighthawks at uh, 3.50pm in the afternoon.
1: I will be watching and if we, we could figure out a, a swag swap. We got to figure out how to get you some swag, and uh, I don't know if there's any blackjack stuff uh, hanging around the locker room uh, in an extra large. Uh,
0: I'll I'll I'll, you know? I'll 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 do I'll do my absolute best. You know I'll hook you guys up as best <laughs> I can, and if it's uh, if it's not blackjack gear. Then, uh, then I'll, I'll see what I can do uh, on the Brock University end of things. I know that'll make Brock happy. Hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, love
1: it.
0: Uh, I got you guys. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do my best.
2: Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Pep, we're going to go to break. And uh, when we come back, we'll finish off the episode. Okay, so the uh, <clears throat> the break went a little long. So uh, now... Uh, I'm looping <laughs> in this clip that I wish you could see it. It's this app where I put my face on the Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's just looping. <laughs> it's oh. hilarious.
1: I could watch it again though, right? The Facebook Live you could watch again, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll be able to see it when I when I watch the episode.
2: All right, I think we're on. I think we're on now. I don't know your nope. sizing is a little bit off, so I'm gonna get yeah, I'm gonna get off this Hulkster one. But for those who are on break. <clears throat> uh, the commercial for specialized auto that went a little bit, I needed it longer cause we were wrapping up our show, our, our talk with, uh, with Brandon. Uh, but if you do want your car done, waxed up, shined up, whatever, that's, uh, that specialized auto image in Bell's corners. Corey will hook oh. you up. That oh, the last thing was my truck, uh, picture of my truck. Anyway. So now you get the loop of me on my face on Hulk Hogan. Anyway, yada, yada. Let's go back. We're going back to, uh, just us i don't know why there's something a matter with your thing because your image keeps adjusting so i don't know what's going to look like when it goes live or when it is live people are going to be like why does it keep going in and out i don't know so i'm gonna have to figure that out anyway um basically we're just going to wrap it up is there a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about uh i wanted to address Uh, a couple things but The Raiders. Yeah, I mean, Mark Davis, the owner, his comment about like he's not going to attend games that the fans aren't allowed to attend, which I thought was weird. I don't know why. I see his solidarity with the fans and saying, "Well, if you guys can't show, then I'm not going to go." But you're the owner, bro. Like, go to the game. Am I crazy?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's a for me. That's a non-story. Nice like, what? I mean, why? Like. Right now, they they don't even have a plan in place for practice and training camp. You know, They don't have a plan for the season. They, he has no idea how it's going to even look. Uh, so for him to even just say that is just sort of like just uh, like step by step. I mean, uh, we, you and I were talking Sunday about uh, what was happening on Twitter with a lot of the players uh, expressing their concern or the fact that there's no real COVID plan, COVID safety plan for training camp. I mean, 95 players tested positive for covid in the last couple of days in the NFL, that's a big number.
2: That's a huge it's a, number.
1: hundred players. That's two teams. You know? So that's a big, big number. So there's, there's, there's issues there. You know, you, Brock, you mentioned it in in our fantasy football email that you sent that, you know, there may not be a season. You know, if if uh, if there's an outbreak within train camp, you know, they're going to delay the season. So nothing is for sure. I think Mark David, it's a non-story for, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, but the NFL protocol and the safety of their players. Or lack thereof um, is an issue. Um, concerning. I mean, it's AB's retired again because he said he's not coming back to a league that just cares about the bottom dollar, and not their players. And really, he's got a point until they show proof of otherwise, because they're supposed to be reporting to camp. At least the rookies, or the uh, yeah, the rookies are supposed to be reporting fairly soon. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway I, I think AB's timing on that, if I his timing is good. So someone probably advised him, and now's the time to say pull the plug because no team has has even reached out to him. I think he worked out with with Russell Wilson, sort of a uh, you know a uh, private practice, but no t- team officially offered him a contract. No one's really reached out to him, so of course he's going to say, "Well, I'm retiring because of uh, the the situation with COVID." He's capitalizing on a on uh, a tough situation. I think if a team called him tomorrow and said, "I got a, a you know," two million dollars and a bunch of a bunch of money and incentives he'd be all over it that's just my opinion um he he also has an impending year suspension i mean he, he the guy the guy ruined his career like he he totally ruined a good career a hall of fame career with the pittsburgh steelers he had he was averaging 100 catches a season since 2010 and he just threw that all away for what for what I don't even remember why he wanted to leave town in the first place. It doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, again, another another dude, a lot like the Davis family, that I put no, I put no stock in what they say, personally.
2: If Mark, whatever, you can only take Mark Davis uh, so serious when you find out that the guy has to fly on a private jet so many miles, <laughs> miles to find that specific barber to cut his hair in the most <laughs> atrocious haircut possible. Oh. Something that looks Dude. like it was a hedge trimmers with a, like the smallest bowl on his head. Anyway, he pays good money for that <laughs> friggin' haircut. So that should speak. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, other than that, uh, I think that's it. So I'm kind of curious to see how this went in terms of a live thing. If I can figure out your image and have you sit in the box the way it's supposed to, I think it'll be better. Um, Overall, this is a step forward from the live one, uh, in terms of the live one. But yeah, um, how that how we move forward from this is going to be some more studying, some more uh, tinkering to figure out what we got to do. Uh, any last remarks? I have a song we're going to go out to. Um,
1: it's uh, no,
2: Pat. Mahomes. No, just
1: uh, oh, very good, very good. I, I my I final parting thoughts to so just be. Uh, we got sports get, sports coming up. The Blue Jays start their season, I think, on Thursday. I think they're playing the, the Red Sox tonight, but uh, uh, they go live. This is they don't have a home right now, but they will find one the next week. And um, uh, the baseball's back, and you know the hockey guys are practicing. They're going to be back soon. Soon we're going to go from zero sports to all three in uh, uh, in, a in a heartbeat. Zero to hundred, and then a NFL, and not even yeah. zero to hundred in
2: terms of like, hey, the sports are back, but to relevant. Mini tournament sprints. Like everything is going to be. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the NFL yeah. will be the, the least of those three when they start going. But, um, oh, and the other thing I was going to say is I don't know if you saw the video of. Uh, um, actually, the hell with it. I'm going to show you a video. You can't see it. Our listeners can see it. It's Kirk Cousins. So uh, the Vikings had made a TikTok and it was Kirk Cousins doing this rollout, throwing the ball, and they asked their fans to. I don't forget what it was called, but it was like uh, you put yourself on the other side of the screen, catching the ball from Kirk Cousins, like make a TikTok where he's like throwing you the ball.
1: Okay. okay. And
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's doing the rollout, he throws the ball, and the guy who does the TikTok on the other side is running to the sidelines, and then he just stops and watches the ball sail over his head, kind of like, what? And it's just anyway. <laughs> the first time totally I saw it
1: backfired on the-
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's called duet. It says duet yourself catching a pa- uh, Kirk's pass, and they yeah. show him going. This this little chubby guy runs to the sidelines, and he's just kind of like super overthrown. Anyway, it, it I laughed quite a bit. Um, That's amazing. And the other thing was Chad Ochocinco. I don't know if you saw that race with him and uh, Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs, who's arguably one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Tyreek was about five yards behind him. when they started, I think that was the grace, and I don't think he made up any any ground on him. Uh, Ocho Cinco took off. Really? Yeah, very impressive. Now it was a hundred, or not quite a hundred, but maybe a ninety-yard dash. It was to the goal line, so I forget what they started at, but um, yeah, he was moving. Well, I mean, pretty good for a guy. Ocho who was, Cinco
1: was robbed of. Oh, he's it was robbed of a couple of a couple of seasons at to the end of his career. Because of some off-field stuff, which is unfortunate, because his skills hadn't really diminished. He just, I think, his head wasn't in the game. And uh, you know, in the NFL, I think if you're a diva receiver and you do something one one thing that goes sideways, you have a really hard time coming back in the league. So, anyway, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't see that.
2: All right, we're going out. ODB, got your money. This is another. It's a Pat Mahomes thing. I think this song is to his girlfriend, his current girlfriend. Interesting. Go
1: Blackjacks. Thank no, you, Brandon. Sure, me, you're putting anyway, <laughs> you are anyway?
2: anyway, anyway. <laughs> you give me your number, i call you up. You act like you don't interrupt. I don't have no trouble with you, me, but I have a little problem with you not me. Baby, you know I'm going to take care of you. Because you said you got my baby and I know it ain't true. Is it a good thing that was bad for good or worse? Makes you switch. So I walk on over with my crystal. Put away your piss style So they won't be having that in this house Cause I'll cripple your style Now that you heard my charming voice You couldn't get another You won't get moist If you wanna look good and not be bummy Yo, you better give me that money
1: Hey, today hey, hey. uh, 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 uh.